And, and um, I'm going to share the word and, and preach a little bit about it. And then when I'm done, the worship team's going to come up and they're going to lead us in worship. And then people can come forward for prayer as needed at, at that time. Um, you know, when I, when I think about praying for healing, um, you know, there's just always, uh, people are coming from so many places, you know. Um, there's people who need healing. Um, we need healing from various things. Sometimes hurts. Sometimes we need healing from things we're going through. Sometimes it's physical healing. It can be, it can be various things. Um, you know, I, I think about uh, Chad and their family. You know, their, you know, their sister just passed away. And, you know, so there's, there's a healing needed there as we grieve and sorrow for somebody. You know, broken hearts. Broken hearts need healed. And uh, so as I share today, I just want to share some things about healing. Um, and basically, you know, there's so many things I could share about healing. I try to keep it pretty, pretty simple. Um, I believe that, um, you know, I'm going to share what I believe God's Word says. And, you know, you might be sitting there and sometimes we think, yeah, but what about this or what about that or you know, what about, man, I've, gone, I've had this for so long, I don't even know if God wants to heal me. I mean, there's so many different thoughts we can have when it comes to physical healing. And uh, what I want to do is I want to just share what I believe is God's word because sometimes we just need encouragement or faith to trust and believe God to do what he wants to do. And the only place that I can find that is in his word. Um. One of the things I find with healing, you know, when it comes to healing, you can get opinions, you can get philosophy, you can get things like somebody will say, well, yeah, but, you know, I had, a, I had an uncle that had that and he died. I mean, that's, those things won't build faith, okay? Not that they're not true. You know, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not negating those things and saying they're not true, that that maybe didn't happen. But I think for us that when we want to, believe God's word, we have to know what his word says and then be able to trust him. We have to trust him, you know, in spite of what my circumstances might be, in spite of what everybody's telling me. Um, there's a place in the Bible where it talks about reports. It says, whose report will you believe? You know, well, you know, you're going to get all kinds of reports when you're sick. And I'm not saying they're wrong or anything, but, you know, which one are you going to believe? And so a lot of times um, it comes down to, for me, where do I put my trust? Where do I put my trust? What am I going to trust? Who am I going to trust? And I believe, you know, we have choices to make. One of the things sometimes when we think about healing, um, we think about, well, is it God's will? Is it God's will? And that's a big question. I think that's, and that's kind of what I'm going to want to look at today. Um, is it God's will? As far as I know, and I, you know, if I'm wrong, you know, tell me, but I don't know of anywhere in the Bible where Jesus said to somebody, no, I really don't want to heal you because I don't think it's my will. Now, there's place in Scripture where he couldn't do any healing because it says, because the people's unbelief. Okay. That doesn't mean it wasn't his will. And it's interesting because a lot of times we'll say, well, I don't know what God's will is. Well, we need to know what God's will is. It's absolute. I mean, if I'm not sure what God's will is, then I'm not sure he really wants to heal me. 
Now, it's interesting to me that we never say that about salvation. You know, if I pray, if I pray for somebody about salvation or we talk about praying for somebody that we might know, we don't say, well, if it's God's will for them to be saved. But we know that Jesus came and the Bible says God so loved the world. You know, we don't say, well, God loved most of the world or God loved part of the world. Or he loved these people more. We say God so loved the world that he sent his only son. So we know that salvation is for everyone. So I just want to look at that part of the, that part of the thought process of thinking about, is it God's will? In Matthew, the eighth chapter, beginning at the first verse, it says, When Jesus came down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, a leper came and worshipped him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. That's, that's, you know, that the man was, that's an honest question. You know, he's not sure. And he says, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus put out his hand and he touched him. He said, I am willing. Be cleansed. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. So, you know, as the man said that, Jesus, are you, are you willing? Do you want to do this? Jesus says, yes. Yes, yes, I, I'm willing. And then he just quickly said, be cleansed. I often think about healing that, you know, my observation, my observation is that it's a lot easier when Jesus was walking the earth. You know, he was here with us. He was perfect. It was his will. I mean, when, when people came, they were healed. I, at one time, I think the Bible's 27 times it says, and he healed them all. Healed them all. You know, wow. Now, what's wrong today? You know, what's wrong today? I personally think that we have to accept responsibility for more, most of that. You know, I can't blame, well, I can, I can blame God. But I think it's personally because God has to use human vessels and we're not perfect. We're not perfect. You know, I see that when we come to a healing service, for me personally, I come out of obedience to what I believe the Word of God says. You know, that I believe what the Word of God says about it, and I do it because it's God's Word. I'm not in charge. I can't heal anybody. I can't, you know, I'm obedient to what God says, and then we trust Him. And so that's where we come from today. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, Hebrews, the 13th chapter, the 8th verse, it says, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So that, that, you know, that helps me because if I know that when Jesus walked this earth, he wanted to heal everybody, and he pretty much did except for Nazareth, it says, where there was unbelief. But, you know, by and large, he did that. And if I then know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, back then, he's the same today, and he's the same tomorrow, now I got a place where I can go, okay, I think that's where I'll put my trust. Now that's how I see it, you know, that if he's the same yesterday, today, and tomorrow, then I'm going to put my trust in him. And I'm going to believe what he says, because what he did yesterday, then he would want to do today. Or what he did 2,000 years ago, he would still want to do today and tomorrow. Okay, so I put my faith and my trust in him. You know, and again, knowing that 
we don't know always what all's going on. You know, there's times when, you know, we're human. We make mistakes. We, you know, we err. We sin. Uh, sometimes that can play into it. I'm not saying that every time you get sick, you should go through a thing like, oh, my goodness, what did I do wrong? You know, some of us may do that. Some of us may go, oh, my goodness, what did I do wrong? I don't, I don't think we should do that. You know, if you did something wrong, I would believe God would show us if there was something we need to change. Um, I don't think it's a matter of doctors versus God in this. I think, I think Jesus can use whatever he wants. You know, he used doctors. You know, he, he'll use them. But I haven't found too many doctors that think they're the healer. Now, they think they have knowledge and they can use it and they apply it to us and they do great things. But a lot of them get to a point where they say, well, I've done all I can do. I've done all I can do. Or now you need to, you need to trust someone. You know, they, they, you know, they all say it in different ways, but they'll say, you know, I have limited ability, which is great, which is great. But for me, I don't see that as a conflict against what, Jesus would want to do. You know, I, I, don't, I don't see that in conflict. I will say this. I would suggest you don't put your faith in doctors. I say you, you go to them. If you put your faith in them, then when they say to you, I can't do no more, you're done. If that's where your faith is. You know, I'm saying faith. Okay. Now, you can trust them and they'll do the things they need to do, but you put your faith in God. You put your faith in him that he'll give them wisdom sometimes. I mean, there's a lot of times when things are going on and somebody, you just need wisdom. The doctor needs wisdom. There's things they still don't know, folks. There's things they don't know. You know, I've heard just some, you know, you hear testimonies of things that happen. And I shared in Sunday school just briefly. I'll share it briefly. But, you know, the pastor when we were down in uh, Kentucky, he's two years younger than me, okay? I say that as a point of reference when I share the rest of this story, but he, um, he had a stroke driving his car a few years ago, and he hit another car head-on. The other two people weren't hurt very bad. I mean, I mean, they had broken arms and cuts. And at the scene of the accident, they came in, you know, the emergency people, and they pretty much looked at him and said, well, he's, he's going to be dead. He's dead. We've got to work on these people because I think we can save them. So he said, they kind of left me lay. And they worked on everybody else, and, and uh, they did what all they needed to do. And he said, then they kind of saw me move or breathe, and they thought, well, maybe I'll do a little something. And they started working on him. And he, I think he said a couple times they pretty much thought he was dead. He had an out-of-body experience, and he, he, went, he said, he, I looked into heaven. He said, I looked in. He said, I didn't go in, but he said, I could see it. And uh, so anyway, so after that, he had 38 surgeries. 38 surgeries. And, you know, you trust the doctor to do what they can do, but 38 surgeries. And my point to me was the man's still preaching. He's still preaching after all that. So to me it said, well, I ran out of excuses. 
That's what it said to me. It's like, whoa, and I looked at him, and you know, he, he showed us his leg. I mean, he's got pins and plates and whatever. Now, that's a miracle. I mean, he, 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 had, he had so many miracles of what God did, and doctors were involved, but you know, if it hadn't have been God's hand on all that, I don't think he'd have made it. I don't think he'd have made it. So we don't want to put them in opposition to each other, but we have to make sure that our faith is based on the word of God. You know, that that's where we base our faith. I usually, and I, I don't say always, but I pretty much always, pretty much always, I don't know what that means, but um, I share these scriptures because I think they're the basis for believing in healing. Isaiah 53. Now this is th- hundreds of years before Jesus came. Okay? Isaiah said this as he prophesied as God gave him these words because I don't think Isaiah sat down and figured all this out. In Isaiah 53, 4, he says, Surely he, Jesus, was, was, has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. Jesus was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. We are healed. By his stripes, by the stripes that he bore for us, we are healed. And notice it says, are healed. Jesus hadn't died yet. He hadn't, it, was, it hadn't happened. But it says, we are healed. So even then, as they look forward to what Jesus was going to do, they could be healed because of what was going to happen. And then, you know, that's kind of amazing in and of itself. You know, and then, and then we find in Matthew, the 8th chapter, Matthew, the 8th chapter, the 16th verse. It says, When evening had come, they brought to him, to Jesus, many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a, world, and he, with a word, and he healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. So Jesus says, Jesus then came, and as he healed everybody, he did it that it would be fulfilled what Isaiah had spoken. So, you know, Isaiah spoke it. Jesus came and fulfilled it. And he, he actually fulfilled this as he did it before he still died on the cross. So that just shows, you know, that uh, Jesus was the, was the focus of what paid for our healing. And then in 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 2.24, it says, Who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sin, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Peter now says, by whose stripes you were healed. Now that's an interesting thought. In the Old Testament, they said, you are healed because Jesus is going to do it. Peter says, by his stripe you were healed. There's an interesting thought there. Sometimes you need to think about, I'm already healed. That's just, just an interesting thought. By whose stripes you were healed. Why can we say that? Because it happened when Jesus paid the price. I didn't. You, you don't pay a price. We don't pay a price. Jesus paid the price. He paid the price. By his stripes we were healed. The price was paid for our healing. And let me just say, folks, and just try to keep from not struggling too much. I know we live in a sinful world. You know, there's, there's a lot of issues around us. It's a sinful world. You know, the Bible says we fight. We fight. 
We fight, we fight, we fight not against flesh and blood, but principalities, powers, and forces. There's all kinds of things that work in our world around us. This is not heaven. Just in case anybody wondered. You know, in case you wondered. If you think this is heaven, talk to me because I want to go where you're at. You know. But you know, this isn't heaven. This is still the world, a fallen world. Jesus, we look to him because he paid the price. So he's the one we look to. He's the one we look to. Now that's very difficult sometimes. Because I live in a fallen world and I'm a fallen being redeemed, but I still have that nature in me. So it's difficult sometimes because I have to deal with my own thoughts. I have to deal with all the things around me that are going on. I have to keep my focus on what Jesus did and on his word. That's difficult. That's difficult. I think that's where we have to work out things. You know, the Bible says we work out our salvation with fear and trembling. I think a lot of things that God wants for us, we work them out. Most things that God has for us, I believe we fight for. You know, because we're in this fallen condition. In this world around us that isn't perfect. And so we believe by faith. We believe by faith. You know, one of the hardest things we'll do, Hebrews 11.1. 1. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Our problem, my problem is, I want instant results and I want to see it. I want to see, I want to see. You know, and that's kind of arrogant on our part. You know, it's kind of like saying, okay, God, I'll believe it when I see it. I want you, you know, I want you to do something. I got to see it. And God says, no, have faith in me. Have faith in me. And faith means you'll believe it even though you can't see it. Oh, wow. That's a real step. I have to believe that I'm healed when I still hurt. Really? I have to believe that God wants me well when I don't feel good. I have to believe I'm well when people look at me and say, what's wrong with you? Don't you love that one? And I, there are a lot of times well-meaning and seeing maybe somebody, you know, it's like, Wow, you having a bad day? What's wrong with you? Well, you know, that doesn't always build my faith. You know, it could be true. But we have to have faith, the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things I can't see. You know, forgiveness is, I think forgiveness is about like healing. You know, and I can believe I'm forgiven. Sometimes I can't. Sometimes I have to work at it. Some people have harder times than others. Believing that God forgives me. We say, well, the Bible says so. Just believe it. Have faith. Well, that's sort of easy because, you know, it's forgiveness and it's kind of out there. But when it's healing, it's like, yeah, but my arm still hurts. You know, see, it's, I, can, I, can, I can do it, but it's then like I deal with, well, my arm still hurts. Have faith. Have faith. This is substance of things. Hope for the evidence of things I can't see. It's different than what I feel. It's different than what people tell me. I have to have faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. Oh, trust me, folks. We walk mostly by sight. I do. I mean, I walk by what I see. I walk by what... Oh, God wants me to walk by faith, not by sight. He wants... You know, and I, I really think God wants me to see the world the way He sees it. Not the way I see it. I mean, I can see what... I can see things and I can see what... But, you know, He wants me to see it the way He sees it. Have faith. We walk by faith and not by sight. 
so sometimes you know we we come for prayer and and um various things can happen you know probably the best thing is instantaneous healing then we don't have to deal with it anymore it is better that's probably what we all want not that that doesn't happen but a lot of times we have to walk we have to walk you know so then i have to walk by faith and i have to trust god and believe him believe his word believe what he says the bible says let god be true and every man a liar let God be true. God is true. And you know, and I had to deal with that one time. You know, the first time I heard that, I'm, I remember it. When that pastor said, let God be true and every man a liar, something inside of me wanted to go, I am not a liar. <laughs> then I realized I was. You know, we, I mean, there's things that we, we're not all true. I mean, God is true. He's true. He's truth. He is the truth. Let God be true and every man a liar. So I got to start seeing things the way God sees it because I don't always see it right. You know, because we need to walk by faith and not by sight. So saying all that, I encourage you. Sometimes if you've been up for prayer and you think, well, I've been there before and I don't know if I should do that again. You know, sometimes, sometimes we just keep on. Sometimes we keep on. We don't give up. You know, it, it just depends. You know, people say, well, I don't, I, don't want, I don't have to go forward to be healed. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. You don't have to come forward to be healed. But out of obedience to what God's Word says, the Bible says, call the elders of the church, have them pray over you. The prayer of faith will save the sick. The Lord will raise them up. I believe as, as elders and, and pastors in the church, I believe it's our responsibility to make that available. I'm not saying, I'm not saying, I mean, I'm not saying you got it. This is the spot. You know, I believe God would heal anywhere. But out of obedience, that's what we're going to do. Just out of obedience to what he says. So if the worship team will come forward. Um, we're going to have them, we're going to have them lead us in worship. And that way um, you can be in worshipful if you don't, you know, if you don't feel it, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to need healing. Don't get me wrong. So you can come and just worship. Um, you can pray for people. Sometimes it's good to pray for others. If you see somebody, sometimes you might see somebody and maybe this week you could remember to pray for them, you know, throughout the week. Some, you know, Lord can put people on your heart. Um, Mary's going to come up and we'll be here to pray with you. Um, then we'll, you know, probably ought to just have, um, Tom and Pam and Rose and Jim come up right away because usually ends up happening anyway. So, um, <laughs> so you know, why don't you guys just come on up, Mary? Come on up, and uh, you come up, and we'll we'll pray with you, and uh, just uh, let the Lord lead and and be with us through this time. So.